Episode Two: Three Tips on Designing Your Healthful Space. What does a healthful space mean, and what are some tips on creating a healthful space? These are the two questions I'll be discussing during this week's podcast. Hello, this is Crystal Wong. Welcome to the Feel Good Space podcast, a podcast on how to improve your living and working space to better your, your life. life. So the first question is, what is a healthful space? Before answering this question, I think we should talk about the things that make us feel healthy. Being healthy to me means eating right. Exercising regularly, perhaps taking the appropriate supplements for our body, and even thinking right also. But yet, I don't believe that being healthy is only about the things that we do to our body. It is also the people and the environment that we surround ourselves with. If you think about it, the people that we surround ourselves with daily. They pretty much make up the whole of who we are. If these are nice, kind, and loving people, that means you're one like them too. However, if they are rude, ill-mannered, or unhealthy, then we tend to be like them too. I personally am very careful when choosing the people that I want to spend my time with. But hey, you do you. Now, what about the environment that we surround ourselves with in our living space and our workplace? Often, I don't think that we put enough emphasis on the space that surrounds us and how it can have an effect on our well-being and on how we feel. In fact, things around us has a direct effect on how we feel more than we think. If you live in a cluttered environment, your mind is filled with the same mess as well. Or if you live in a dark and stagnant space, you will feel like things are not moving in your life either. So, a healthful space is a place that can provide you with these five things. Number one, it increases your level of joy. Number two, it decreases your cortisol level, which is your stress level. Number three, it boosts your creativity and productivity. Number four, it makes you feel more peaceful. And number five, it can also save you money. That being the case, it is important to create a healthful environment for yourself. As well as doing the suitable things for your body, because this is the holistic way to wellness. So, what do you have to do in order to create this helpful space? Here are three tips you can follow. Number one, creating wellness in your space. Dedicating a specific space to your daily wellness practice is so important because it helps you stay centered throughout the day, and also it can provide you with a place to reprieve after a long day of work or maybe even a long day of taking care of your kids. 
You can start by finding the appropriate location for the practice you want to do, be it yoga, meditation, an art space, or an exercise area. Then we move all the distractions, meaning anything that don't relate to the activity you intend to do in this area. Now, we all know that sunlight helps your skin produce vitamin D, increases your serotonin level, and also improves the sleeping cycle. So open up your curtain every morning and let the sunlight come into your space. Feel the sun energy and the warmth. You can also harvest the sun energy as your main source of light throughout the day. So this way, you will also save on electricity costs. Natural ventilation also helps to create a better oxygen level in your environment. And it also prevents mold and toxic pollutants from building up in your space. I understand that the weather outside doesn't always permit you to open up your window all the time because it might be too cold or too hot outside. But think of using air conditioning and heater only when it is absolutely necessary. Other times, just open up your windows when the weather is nice outside. Let that fresh air flow through your space. Natural ventilation clears out that old, stagnant energy and air in your space. Lastly, bringing nature also helps to create a stress-free environment. There are plenty of research out there that have proven that plants can help decrease your stress level, promote productivity and creativity, And it also creates a mindfulness practice for you. This is called biophilia, which means incorporating your living environment with natural elements, such as plants, natural rhythms, and natural materials. And we'll talk more about biophilia in another episode. Number two, using feng shui principles to guide and help you manifest the things you want. So my definition of feng shui is about the placements of objects in order to create an auspicious flow of energy in your space. It is a transcendental practice asking you to be more open-minded and stay aware of this invisible energy that is around you. It is an intuitive process. And while there's no one-size-fits-all solutions and ways to live your life through feng shui, it provides you with teachings that are passed on through thousands of years that can help you create harmony with your environment. And in order to create this harmony with your environment, first, you need to declutter and organize. You cannot create a better environment if you have too much clutters around you because what's outside of you is a direct representation of what's inside you. Symbolically speaking, decluttering your space makes room for the new to come in. Also, it clears out the quote-unquote old stuff from your headspace. After you declutter comes organizing. And these two concepts are like boyfriend and girlfriend. They come hand in hand together. For example, 
if you have multiple places where you put your books, a bookshelf in your living room, another one in your bedroom, and even a third one in your study, watch out. You will easily get frustrated and become stressed out while you're just looking for that one book. And you don't need any of this unnecessary frustration and stress because we already get them constantly on a daily basis. So to eliminate this stress, we focus on grouping similar objects in one place, which is the basic principle of organization so you can find things easier. After you declutter and organize your space, now you can use feng shui principles to create harmony with your environment. In our modern-day westernized feng shui, we focus on the background map as the main guiding principle to harmonize our environment. And you can use it as a tool to assist you in your manifestation. How cool is that, huh? So this background map basically tells a story of the nine main areas of your life. From your career, your wealth, your relationships, your family, your kids, your knowledge, your travel, your fame to your health. It also provides you with elements, shapes, and colors to enhance the energy of your space to bring you the maximum manifestation. And we'll spend a lot of time talking about how to function your space in later episodes. Last but not least, number three, living a sustainable lifestyle. Here are some benefits of practicing sustainability. Number one, lowering the carbon emission to combat climate change. Number two, saving natural resources and money. And number three, promising a future for our kids, our grandkids, their kids, and the kids' kids, and so forth. From driving less, eating more locally grown foods, to conserving natural resources, all of this means that we can live sustainably on a daily basis. You don't have to spend a lot of money to redo your entire house in order to have a sustainable lifestyle. For example, driving less means relying more on walking, biking, and public transportation, all of which can also contribute to a healthier lifestyle. Eating more locally grown foods and in-season foods also helps the environment as well as you to stay healthy. Locally grown foods don't have to travel far to get to your hand, which means it saves on the carbon emission from transportation. What's more, eating seasonal foods not only provides you with better nutritious value, it also helps to save the environment as well. That's because it takes a lot of harmful chemical in order to grow non-seasonal foods, and this chemical will stay in our soil forever. These three words are still timeless. Reduce, reuse, recycle. These are still the best ways to practice sustainability. For example, you can compost your food waste and turn it into fertilizer instead of throwing them out in the trash. 
Also, using refillable water bottles, wooden utensils, and glass straws reduces the single-use plastics. And reducing the single-use plastic prevents plastic pollution, which endangers the wild animals. Now, you might not know this, but everyone has a local buy nothing group where you can donate whatever you don't need to your neighbors. You'll be surprised by what you can get for free from your local buy nothing group, and I am speaking from personal experience. You can find your local buy nothing group on Facebook or doing a quick research on the internet easily. So we talked about three tips that can help you design your helpful space, which are one, creating wellness in your space; number two, using feng shui to harmonize with your environment; and number three, living a sustainable lifestyle. All of this can help you find purpose and create joy and a sense of community for us to live in. Creating a helpful space is not something we think about often. While we put so much emphasis on what we consume, the exercise we do, and the way we think, while this is all good practices, we should also consider the things and people we surround ourselves with, because they play a huge part on our psychology as well. Remember, when you feel good. Everyone else around you feels good, also. So, what does your feel-good space look and feel like? Please comment below. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to find out more on how to improve your space, please go to www.thefeelgoodspace.com, where you can subscribe to our newsletter.